Looking for another day Just to try and get away It's a holiday It's a holiday It's a holiday Adjacent Adjacent What up? It's June 15th It's June 15th It's June if you didn't hear the end of the hold on to your butts episodes uh, channel section, this might not make sense, but I forgot to mention that I was recently going through and deleting photos from location work because obviously it just takes up a ton of storage space. And I got to the photos from the day I met the channel. At that time, I thought to myself, I guess I'll never hear from her again. What what was her name again? What was her name? I can't believe I forgot her name. Oh, well. Anyway, photos delete. The next morning, I check my emails. It's her. Wait, what? She sent me the most updated version of her channeled book. Uh, to be honest, I needed that reminder and refresher. A, uh, a quick boop to um to pull me out of life's semantics you know the game the big game that we're we're playing and uh maybe we don't maybe we're not the um oh my god sean penn game if you haven't seen it oh michael douglas yeah please see it amazing but that's i was just about to reference that and try to have fun with it but uh dumb dumb brain over here dumb dumb brain anyways guess who's also getting paid to write again this guy Life is good. Uh, what does it all mean? I have no idea. Life, the universe, it's all weird as hell, man. You uh, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, though, if you haven't listened to the Hold On To Your Butts Pride Month episode. So, so please do. It's also chocked full of information. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Hold on. Her book could be a game changer for a lot of people, the channel's book. So it's um, it's still available if you want me to send it out. That's free. Not selling anything here. And uh, especially if you like spirituality, uh, self-help vibes, or psychedelics, I highly recommend it. Um, this could very well be your Magna Carta, an escape from the monotheistic the the oppression of the soul, leveling the playing field of just the spiritual hierarchy, right? Um, much much like twelve fifteen to twelve twenty five England. It's Magna Carta Day. Ring a bell? Social studies? Junior high? I think it was junior high. Junior high was when we got up in that Magna Carta, huh? Would you like a glass of Magna Carta as you read the front page of the Holy Grail? Have you listened to Jay-Z's Magna Carta? As enticing as uh, all of that sounds, you know, a little reading, a little listening, just hanging, the Magna Carta, you know, the one that actually changed all of our lives, possibly, definitely changed the course of history as as far as um, ruling class goes. Uh, It was the first document to put into writing the principle that the king and his government was not above the law. It sought to prevent the king from exploiting his power and place limits of royal authority 
by establishing law as a power in itself. It was also the first English article, technically written in Latin, to take women into consideration. Hey, get it, ladies, Magna Carta. Magna Carta. We stand with you. Magna Carta, feminist uh, feminist article. Uh, no, anyways, um, some would say it's mankind's first step towards a body of government comprised of the people, or at least, you know, in favor of. Many broader American constitutional principles have their roots in an 18th century understanding of Magna Carta, such as the theory of representative government, the idea of a supreme law, and judicial review. Only four exemplifications of the original remain in existence, all in British historical control. Nicolas Cage, unfortunately, doesn't have a single one, but he's working again, so it's only a matter of time until uh, one of these articles of the, or exemplifications of the Magna Carta joins his uh, his dinosaur bones, constitution, you know, all the things that a national treasurer would own, right? So, so gather some coffee grinds, burn the ends, and make your own Magna, huh? Attend the festival in Britain. Get lost in the sauce on Beer Britain Day, a day established to celebrate the Magna Carta with drink. Because in the articles, King John also standardized the measurement of ale, beer, wine, and corn throughout the kingdom, also known as the London Quarter. So drink like the kings and queens of binge if you've got the stones for it. For reals, though, uh, Britain consistently top marks in binge drinking as a country. Top marks, guys, really uh, flying high. Don't uh, don't don't booze and fly though. And um, Britain is the birthplace of some of the most iconic kinds of beers: industrial lagers, stouts, pale ales, porters, and commonplace ciders. Where it began its commercial and documented journey as the top dog of spirits since the 15th century. Rumor has it these weirdos and colonizers drink their beers warm. Truth is, they prefer it room temp to enjoy every note and accent of flavor. Sophisticated drinking. Lager, beer, and ale are separate things across the pond with the most popular being lager, and it's a toss-up between Carling, San Miguel, and Stella Artois, none of them a domestic brand. But lager louts, lager louts, this is a funnish, uh, fun adjacent story, maybe not for, for some involved. The phrase lager lout appeared in What's Brewing, the monthly newspaper, of the campaign for real ale camera in December 1987, shortly after my birthday, October 87. That's me, baby. And later in 1988, Douglas heard the home secretary define them as young people with too much money in their pockets, too many pints inside them, but too little self-discipline. And uh, in a parliamentary debate in November 1988, Robin Corbett, MP for Birmingham, Erdington, described them as 
loads of money lager louts, which <laughs> which really makes me want uh, the loads of money lager louts back. One so-called lager lout riot, for example, actually involved 600 middle-aged line dancers scrapping with local gypsies in the foyer of a village hall. Sometimes they were uh, simply just peaceful marches where one might sing Cheers to Beers. Google it, please. Cheers to Beers is the anthem um, for uh, Britain Beer Day. So check it out. And uh, and then others were the kind of uh, town center scuffles that have been happening since long before lager came on the scene and will probably continue for as long as people get bored, drunk, and Randy, baby. They want to make you Randy, especially, you know, after a couple of loggers. Uh, but, um, but for today, you just, just be a logger lout. Put a few back. Get rowdy. Sing a bar song of your people. Um, for some, it's uh, This Is How We Do It. Others, Sweet Caroline. Uh, maybe you're a killer's bright side. That gets a, that gets a crowd of whites going. And now that you're feeling good, how weird is this one? Bug busting day. No, no, these bugs are uh, these bugs are not busting a nut, blowing their wads. You freaks. It means we ain't afraid of no bugs. These bugs are being sent to the afterlife, straight to hell most likely, because bugs bug. The imagery for this one is misleading. Um, if you if you look it up and you kind of look around online, it's like sprays, uh, salt guns electrocution rackets and yet bug busting day is just simply encouraging families to check for lice you busted bug we're gonna take you down to the slammer see you and your whole posse see hey bugsy cool it lice somehow i haven't had lice ah knock knock on that wood a bug so nice they named it lice there's still time though with uh with my baby on the way. I give them life and they eventually give me lice. Tale as old as time. The UK is responsible for this day too. So we got we got Magna, we got their beer, and then we got bug busting. What else are you gonna what else are you gonna gift us? A lot happening on June 15th over there. Cross the cross the pond. Bunch of uh drunk people with Fancy articles, lice, and historically bad teeth. That James Bond is bullshit, man. I call bullshit. No lice, no bad teeth. Now he's not boozing. Now, now, um, listen. If if lice flick your bick, this one is for you though. Like, check out the lice angels. Genius name. <laughs> lice angels and and anyways if you do you'll you'll get to gaze upon scalps infested by thousands of lice as uh as they're being treated it's the the lice angels are essentially like the pimple popper md of lice uh how how have we gotten this this far who cares just cringe on friends cringe but not for too long. It's National Smile Power Day. Smile power. Smile power. You definitely want to enunciate this one. And you have to participate. 
The first smile in recorded history took place in the Indus Valley Civilization. The fossils unearthed from that era show wall paintings where you can see smiles on their faces. Uh, The origin of the smile in mythology is mentioned in both the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. And before that, the Vedas. The Vedas talk about smiling. The Vedas touch on how a smile can help build a bond with other people. Most recently, Smile was just a freaky film trying to tarnish the act, trying to uh, give a good thing a bad name. Smiling is the first facial expression a baby learns. We'll see. We'll see about that, baby. There are 20 different types of smiles. Do you know? Do you know which one you usually do? I have no idea. I hated smiling as a kid, especially on photo days, but I love to laugh. Women. Women smile six times more a day than men. It's like they like average around like 60 smiles a day, probably because it's like, honey, you look so much prettier when you smile. <laughs> uh, that's such, it's such a great, horrible line. Anyway, studies have shown that smiling can help you live better, happier, and longer. Smiling releases dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. Smiling through laughter causes an initial increase in heart rate, followed by a period of muscle relaxation, which actually decreases your heart rate and blood pressure. According to the Mayo Clinic, positive thoughts and laughter release signaling molecules in your brain that fight illnesses. The endorphins you release when you smile are 100% natural painkillers produced by your own body without the negative effects of medication. Today, I was like kind of nearly getting a hangover. I had a little fun last night, a little too much wine, honestly. Um, No beer. No beer probably would have been way worse if I had beer. But then, you know, I'm learning about this with smiling. So I just started smiling and it actually helped with my little baby headache. It it kind of went away a bit, honestly. It was kind of cool. But we tend to gravitate toward people who smile, partially because they often make it easier to maintain the friendship. In fact, one study revealed that people who display positive emotions have more stable marriages and interpersonal skills. Many countries have started urging their governments to make the National Smile Power Day an official holiday. That way people will have an official reason to smile on a certain day of the year. The um the great, nearly canceled, Dr. Seuss once said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. It's happening. Progress with its many forms, regardless of what most of us feel, think, say, or do. The wind, windmills, wind energy. It's global wind day. Global wind day. Goose rubber. Some of you. You need that goose for a bar right now. Relax. Relax. Don't hey, don't get triggered. No triggers. Not yet. Not today. Maybe not today. Maybe not this episode. This this one could be for everybody, right? Anyways, as early as 5000 BC, Egyptians used wind power to propel their boats on the Nile River. 
By 200 BC, the Chinese invented wind-powered water pumps. Then the Middle East and Persia discovered windmills with woven reed blades to grind grain. In the first century AD, Aaron of Alexandria created the windmill, the first recorded wind-driven wheel to power a machine. It included a small windmill that powered a piston that forces air through the organ pipes. According to records, it made a sound like that of a flute. That sounds fucking annoying. <laughs> just, just being stuck listening to this shitty flute all day? I mean, maybe it sounded cool. I don't know. Sounds a little horrible to me. Unless it's a jazz flute. Unless Ron Burgundy's out there, a little tap dance and woo, getting down. Um, in the Middle Ages, windmills became a popular device in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Iraq. They were used to pump water and grind sugar cane, which eventually boosted their grist milling industry. Jeez, almost almost shot the bed on the word industry there. This technology was ultimately brought to Northwestern Europe in 1180. 1180. Just to clarify and became a popular tool to grind flour, a system that still exists today. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, colonists, colonizers brought windmills to the United States. Homesteaders and ranchers installed thousands of water pumps and small wind electric generators in Western America. The possibilities of wind power were further explored due to oil shortages in the 1970s. The long lines at the gas station, war, this forced everyone to find an alternative source of energy to generate electricity. Due to the scarcity, the U.S. federal government installed thousands of wind turbines in California to encourage the use of renewable energy sources. By 2020, the U.S. share of electricity generation via wind power grew to 8.4%. That's the United States. Huge spike compared to the 1% of the 90s. The power of wind, one of my least favorite weathers. Is, Is wind a weather? I mean, either way, just... It's just kind of like due to the fires it causes to rage and um, having to deal with my long hair in my face. That and just like how dry and chapped it makes things, Um, you know, but hey, you get a lot of great things. So let's appreciate it. Um, Wind is wind. Wind energy is good. Oil and gas are cool. They're cool too. But there's many eligible suitors out there. In this season of The Infrastructure Bachelor, tune out the noise and tune in and just stay open and stay available, okay? Discuss something else if you can't be open-minded. Share uh, share one of your hobbies like nature photography on Nature Photography Day. You're probably a nature guy now that you've watched Yellowstone, you know? Maybe get into tapas for world Tampa's day a little too ethnic i don't know come on it's it's just little tiny dishes little tiny dishes or some traditional ones enjoy them tradition pride all these things go wild just create a spread and and maybe just snack on that while you rewatch yellowstone huh sneak a kiss from your lover my lover 
on Sneak a Kiss Day. Sneak a kiss from uh, Barbara Hernandez in the hot tubby, okay? It's not, not hot tub time. It's not hot tub day. I'm sure there is one, and I would love to be recording in a hot tub somehow, safely, not getting electrocuted on hot tub day when we get there. Um, sneaking smooches. Sneak a kiss day. Uh, only if it's a consensual kiss. I don't want you out there like this is the playground and, you know, just harassing, catcalling, sneaking kisses. No, 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 no. That ain't allowed anymore. Tapas, bring a beer, sneak a kiss, have a good time. That's what it's about, okay? Could be worse. Could be worse. I, I, a megalodon, right? It's megalodon day, too. Megalodon could get you. Jason Statham isn't there to rescue you, unfortunately. He's too busy celebrating Magna Carta, Beer Britain Day. He's going for it. He's going big. Hobbs and Shaw, man. He's staying busy. He's doing things. Jason Statham. But he's so busy, you could probably sneak a kiss in there. Sneak a kiss on that man. Love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful week. Um, Charge up those smiles. Get them going. Smiles gone wild. That's what we need. Smiles gone wild. I'm out. Looking for another day just to get away. It's a holiday adjacent.